What's good, my dude? What up, man? How was your How was your trip to America? Worth it? Good. I mean, it's good to be fucking away from work. Yeah, true. It was a little bit excessive how long I was there, but you know, it was pretty good. When was the last time you took leave? Last year? After uh, after Afcon Mac, I was there for like a week and a half. One whole for a oh, week yeah. and a half. Sure. So Jizzy's just fucking ghosting us again, huh? Uh, I don't know where he's at. He probably has a chat muted. Yeah, man, I don't know. No clue. Oh, fuck. Trying to look for... There it is. Uh, that one's this one. How is it being back? Garbage, dude. All oh, the fake rules and bullshit, dude. Don't send option. Done. Just the same. Yeah, looks like this is the same. Okay. Yeah, dude. We've been doing a. We're gonna do a little recap or what? Recap. recap. Get this. Oh, get this yeah. going again. Yeah, for sure. Let me see. We just pulled it up. Damn, I forgot about this. The books to read for 2021. Well, that was all you and uh you and RJ, baby. I just have the I just have yeah, the I list of everybody's it. things. Actually, I read a good amount. Not <laughs> as much as I all wanted, right. but all right. Are you ready to start the bitch or what? Yeah, bro. You want to start it? Get that little intro in. Shake that rust off. Shit. We live? <laughs> we live, dude? We live? What up, there everyone? There it is. Another episode of STS. Uh, does it even matter what number it is? Bro, this is season two, episode one, baby. That's where we're going. All right, there we go. New year, new season. We're back at it again. I'm actually surprised hiatus. we, we. I mean, I guess we didn't do like a full year, but I mean, for the most part. I, so I checked, happened. and I think we went up to like 33 or 34, but uh, I think we published about like 32, so we missed. Yeah. We we didn't do like half the year. I mean, it's all right. Yep. It was it was our first year, trying things out, you know, trying to get everybody scheduled together and everything. Yep. Hey, but we back though. First pod of 2022. Yeah, shit's wild, dude. 2022. Hey, I see you in the document. Yeah, boy. I'm just trying to see. Oh man! All right, dude. Let's. You want to start first? I'll read off yours. Let's see. I'm gonna go from the bottom. Podcast with the boys. We in there. We go. One book we a really week. Didn't, uh, we really didn't nope. miss much. It was everybody was a uh, a collaborate effort of missing pods. Yeah. One book a week. How yeah, how many do you happen. think you did? So there's 52 weeks. How many books do you think you finished Ooh. in last uh, 21? I mean, I read about nine, ten books or so. Definitely not 52. Nine or twelve, so uh, one a month. I mean, that's still not bad. That's more than the average person, to be honest. Yep. Well, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not one a week. That shit's. That shit's hard. 
I should have started with one a month. I might do that for this month. Just one a month. And then if I get a book in a week, I'll just start the next one and try to finish it that month. Just like stack up on it. But so realistically, yeah, one a week is a uh, it's kind of pushing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of dedicated time. To do yeah, one a week. It's it's definitely doable. It's just I didn't have so then, the discipline. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you have a um, set time each day to read? Do you read in bed, before bed, or something like that? Or do you just, you know, I'm kind of bored. I'm just going to go grab a book kind of deal. Uh, so it started off with just as part of my uh, morning routine. So I'll wake up around 6 because that's when Terry wakes up. Um, while she's getting ready, I'll let the dogs out, and then I'll kind of do my affirmations and shit. And then she leaves, dogs are fed, dogs are done doing their shit outside. And then up until 7 o'clock is usually when I'm done. With, you know, affirmations right now, what I'm grateful for, you know, what I'm going to accomplish for the day. And then after that, um, I'll try to... It started off getting like 30 minutes of reading done. Okay, so like 30 minutes a day. Yeah, around that. So that was, I was making progress. And then for some reason, instead of, you know, reading, I was doing like a, an audiobook while I was okay. doing some other shit at the same time. And eventually it turned into just me watching like, motivational sh motivational shit for like 30 minutes instead of reading and then the reading gets left behind so essentially uh you kind of went away from books a little bit and looked for more inspirational stuff something to get I you motivated say, i didn't really like look for inspirational shit on purpose it started off multitasking so i'll do an audiobook and then start reading shit like inspirational shit, right? To like kind of set goals and stuff. And then it turned into, okay, let me just do this today and I'll just continue reading tomorrow. And then that time to read never really happened until, you know, one day I'm like, you know what? I have to get back into it. Then I'm on a good pace and then it happens again. I like, I don't feel like reading. I'm just going to watch some shit at his place. Just get that that hyper focus for like a month or two, and then you're like, let me, yeah. let me, what's what's that bird doing over there? Yeah. But if the book's yeah, really, really good, like there's some, you know, I might listen to someone's podcast, and they'll have a book out, and once I start it, if it's good, I end up finishing it. But usually, when it starts to, you know, get really difficult in some chapters, it's kind of like, all right, I'd rather be doing something else. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah, man. Then let's see. The last three, I think, um, the last three change, right? Since you moved to a different dude, every style changed. of yeah. real estate, right? Yeah. So we can just call those, uh, let's call the last three dubs. Yeah. It's a good uh, shift for sure. From last, last we checked, what was it? June. So our, our halfway mark when you were still working, uh, at that same place where you did in 21 beginning yeah yeah looks like you're you're hitting it on the dot man nailed every single one of the uh the work ones that drives Ryan. there oh yeah dude just uh just looks like that one book a week that 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 pure dedication essentially because <laughs> i don't know man like i can read pretty fast um and to comprehend stuff while reading fast I can still do it to a decent extent. Yeah. But in my opinion, I, I don't know how big your books are, but in my opinion, like when I read a book, it's usually a couple hundred pages. A week is doable, but that's me setting aside like an hour or two every day to be able to read a book a week, you know? Yeah. And with both of our hectic schedules and stuff like that, just doing that every day is, it's not impossible. But it definitely takes the drive, the the dedication to put that hour, two hour in. Yeah. I mean, being one book a week, it, it's doable. It's optimistic, but 
man that that's definitely dedication there um i try to get uh... at least one page you know Mm -hmm. i just have to get started so sometimes i have to tell myself just one page and then once i start it's kind of like okay cool i go into a groove and then 20 30 minutes is easy okay yeah that's i think i feel like that's the thing is once we get into it you get sucked in yeah right and you don't stop i think that's that's the biggest thing same with um just like working out yeah i was just gonna say i think you had that in here at one point in time didn't you or a halfway goal yeah did you have a halfway goal of going to the gym or something in there? I don't see it in here. But I thought oh, we, I we talked so. about that. I know Del, Del Arena did. Maybe it was he Del was, that I'm thinking of then. He was supposed to lose two pounds a month. That's right. Okay. Let's see what I got here. Two hours a day for, uh, what was that, Twitch? Is that what yeah. it is? I think you've been pretty consistent, man. You've been really doing your shit yeah i mean whenever you had, I had time i had my schedule set for uh when i was here obviously this whole last month was kind of a wash being on vacay you know yeah but i i got pretty decent schedule down it worked in my work schedule i was doing sunday tuesday thursday three days a week and i was doing then pushed it out to three almost four hours each stream so I, was, I was keeping up with that pretty consistent. Um, definitely didn't have the motivation in there to make my YouTube videos like I wanted to off the streams, just to have posts and try to get that. Uh, oh, like uh, interaction and just compilation videos. Yeah, that or just like just my streams just cut down, you know, like, yeah, when I'm playing games and just cutting down to each match or whatever, just to have something out there. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's, it's that dedication, right? Because when you're doing a video, if you want to watch the whole video to see what clips you want and what to take out, you're watching the whole video. That's hours every day. And I just, I did not have that. I've not been just saying that I was not motivated, but just to sit down for that four hours of the stream to rewatch what I did during that stream, I, I guess physically it would be, did not have that, that time for the four hours just to look through everything. Yeah, I can't imagine um, doing that. I want to do it. It's still a same goal here is to continue with the content creation. Um, I would love to get my YouTube going. Uh, what I did shift focus to, I don't know if I talked about it. I think we did, um, was I focused over, instead of doing such big and long videos on YouTube, over to TikTok. And I was posting on TikTok three days, three times a day. Uh, that was a lot easier, just taking highlight clips, making five to 30 second videos out of that and just posting yeah. just for the uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. Podcast with the boys. We in there, baby. We in there. There we go. I mean, overall, I think as a New Year's, was it resolution? I've for a long time in my life, I always called it revolutions, revolutions, New Year's revolutions. And, uh, somebody was like, bro, what do you what are you rebelling against? I was like, I don't know. Is that not what it is to do something new? Right. Revolting. Like. When we had a revolution, we we didn't like the way it was and we started something new. It's like it made sense in my head. And they're like, no, dude, it's yeah. resolution. I was like, yeah. what what are we solving? You know what I mean? It's more like your resolve to to accomplish something, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, the, the English language is a beast of a language, man. Yeah. It's, hey, we uh pretty much are like 50% done with the our resolutions. Not bad. Yeah, I think so. I, I call it a dub. I know better than a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, dude, we're alive and well. No one's dying, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're all we made it two years so far, COVID free. Yeah, starting to feel like a scam here that I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten it either. Oh man, 
I'm right, not. And you wanna? Yeah. What's that? Not too concerned about getting it. It's just I don't want anyone to be like, oh, "See, I told you, you should have did this or you should have done that." I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear it, man. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I don't fear getting it. In my opinion, it's just it's just another like sickness, you know. I mean, you'll recover from it. We're yeah. we're decently young. We're healthy. We're not gonna be a a fatal case of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's still in uh still in full effect. Going on to year two now. Year, yeah, this is about year two. Yeah, going into it. Still out there. We got the hysteria is kicking up again with Omicron and uh, Ehu. Ehu. Yeah. That's like what is, the what is Ehu? That's the big one that is going around. Uh, mixed with Omicron, Ehu's the one that I saw a bunch of memes about it. It was hilarious. It's the the collab between the flu and COVID. How do you how do you spell that? I H U. That was the uh, variation that came after Omicron. Oh, they have another one already. Yeah, it it kicked off pretty quickly after Omicron, just because that was the one where they wanted to separate COVID and COVID mixed with the flu. Because originally, when Omicron came out, my understanding is from what I've heard and like was um, watching researching, was they're starting to classify Omicron as another flu. And then I guess a lot of people didn't like that, and they made Ehu, which is a it's COVID mutated with the flu, and it's no more severe than the flu. However, the difference between the Ehu and the flu and stuff like that it's it's similar to Omicron, where it's mass spread very quickly. Okay, I mean, All right. at this point. They're like I said, they're pretty much classifying as a flu now. It's just widespread and easily spread. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it Which, again. I'm not I'm not saying it's a small deal. I'm not saying, you know, nobody's dying or it doesn't exist. I'm just I just think it's overhyped a little bit. I I'm kind of at the point to like the flu, right? You get the flu and you still go out in public. You still go shopping. You still do whatever you need to do. In your lifetime, in my lifetime, in our lifetime, right? How many people have we infected with the flu? I tell you now, a whole lot of people. Yeah. Going to, going to public school, one kid gets sick, that whole classroom is going to get sick. It's exactly the same thing. However, we just didn't classify it as such a fatal i guess you want to say or a hysterical kind of reaction to it because you would be in class and the kid that's next to you or the teacher or whatever would have like sniffles or would start coughing stuff like that right what we yeah. grew up with was pretty much do the dab if you're going to sneeze sneeze into your shoulder if you're going to or uh, your elbow if you're going to yeah. cough cough into your elbow you know don't use your hands and stuff like that this is the way we we're taught and that was our like quote unquote mitigation was if you're sneezing all of those bacterias or those um like those spit particles that come out into your clothes it soaks into your clothes and doesn't spread to other people like that was our mitigation for it and we had our yearly boosters for the flu shot whatever it is and i personally think that's kind of where um covid should be sitting to be honest uh two weeks to recover from the covid that's quicker than most people recover from the flu i know usually if i got the flu i would be out for like a month just coughing sniffling just feeling like crap right so if you give me covid for two weeks in my opinion that's that's quicker than the flu granted yeah it's more severe symptoms and stuff like that but I, I don't know, man. People die from the flu, too. It's not anything new. I want to say... Enough. Like, maybe... Not two weeks, but maybe, like, a couple days quarantine if you're sick in general. 
perhaps. I mean, but I, I mean, don't, that's what I don't CDC know. Stand, if, right? I mean, everyone used to say two weeks just as a default. I don't know what it is now. Like some people are saying just a couple days or you can still come to work as long as you're not showing symptoms. Yeah, yeah. so my understanding of the most recent um, CDC standing was if you are symptomatic, it would be a 10-day type deal. Gotcha. If you are asymptomatic, then it's a five-day deal, and then you go get your tests or whatever. And that's just because of the variation here of Omicron being a, a quicker reveal rate, I guess you would call it, or time. So if you are infected within five days of Omicron, you should be um, testing positive already, whether you're symptomatic or not. It will reveal itself more quickly versus how uh, with Delta, you actually could be symptomatic or asymptomatic, and it would still stay dormant for a full 14 days before you can actually test positive on it. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> There's been so many changes. I'm like, all right. Well. Yeah. But yeah, dude, let's uh let's get into this, man. 2022. 2022. You gonna get some new resolutions down. Let's do it. I see you put it in there. All right. Oh shit, I do have one book a month. Uh, we changed it. Back in June. Ah, uh, that's right. Our midway, midway, we did change yep. yours to uh, one book a month. Hey, I mean, there it is. We oh, shit, started off it. with one a week, and then we went to one a month. More realistic goals. I mean, you you saw how it worked out for the first six months, and you adjust. Yeah, right? you adapt. Shit. Damn, I didn't get to start but, a house uh, flip, nor do like a rental portfolio. Definitely. Are you, you're not actively doing that anymore, though, right? Like, are you still actively looking for so houses it's, to flip and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty much, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. It's just I'm not with certain people. A company? Yeah. Yeah. Or that company, I should say. Yeah. So this when you say. What? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this year, I definitely want to do a flip. And have some sort of rental property whether it's airbnb or like a long-term rental you said a rental property yeah okay so i got a question uh, about the house flipping so you say one house flip right let's just yeah. say just the house flip i don't doesn't matter how many you do when you say house yeah. flip are you saying you're buying the property fixing it up so you're buying at a cheaper rate fixing it up and then selling it for profit or are you talking about you're finding a house that is X amount of money, but you market it to somebody else at a higher amount of money and you take that profit, that difference. Both. A little bit of both. Okay. So, all right. So with wholesaling, that's that's how a lot of people see it. Like, oh, you're going to lock it up at X price and you're going to, you know, sell at a higher price and, you know, click the middle, your scams or whatever, what it is, right? Now, it's true, a lot of wholesalers, they fucking take it to the extreme, right? Um, there are companies out there, like, that's their thing. They want to get it as low as possible. They don't care who they screw. And then they want to sell it at, like, a 50, 60, 70, 80,000 profit. Essentially the market price. Yeah. I mean, does it happen? Does it happen where, you know, people do make six figures? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you know, the house is really shitty or, you know, the seller's desperate or they don't really care. They just want a little bit of money and then they just want to, you know, forget about it. Like it happens, but a lot of wholesalers, they'll like, even if you can sell it for a 20,000 profit, there are guys, they'll go back and try to take it down another 10, 20,000 so that they can profit 40, 50, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, 
uh, like, I don't want to be that guy where they're like, oh, I wouldn't do business with Joe because he's a fucking scammer. So I'm transparent. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to I'm going to buy it. I'm going to repair it. And then I'm going to sell it for a profit. That's how I mean, I at might. that at that point, though, you're not really scamming anybody because you you bought it, right? You yeah. took that house at the price that they were asking for. And then you put the effort and financial burden into the property to make it worth where you're selling it. Yeah. Versus then, you selling the house as is, which not even selling the house, uh, my understanding is you're you're talking to the client. The client says, hey, I need 150 for this house. And you're like, okay, bet. This house easily can go for 300 And you list it yourself for 250 and end yeah. up selling the house for 200 and. At that point, that's where you sell the house for two hundred, give them the one fifty, and then you take the other fifty. Um, I know it doesn't work out that clean because there's fees and shit like that, but yeah, that that way I can see where people are saying scammy because if I was your client and I was like, hey, I want this house for two one fifty, and you go and oh yeah, I can easily do that, and you actually sell it for two hundred. If you were to tell me, hey man. You want 150? I'm going to sell the house for 200. Me as a client, I'm going to be like, so do I get all 200 or like what's going on? You know what I mean? Versus yeah. you're like, hey, you want 150 for this house? Here's 150 right here. This is my house now. This is my property. I'm going to do what I want with it. At, at that point, that's beyond me, right? Yeah. Because I got what I asked for. You gave it what you gave what I asked. And then you improved it right that's like buying a car for a thousand dollars the transmission's busted the freaking wheels are all balding you got no brakes on there and you go and you change the rims on it with new wheels new tranny in there you freaking do a new paint job and everything and you you flip it for five right you put your finances in there and that car or house whatever it is just using car as a scenario here is a completely different item than when I sold it to you. Yeah, in my once, opinion, that's not a that's not a scam at all. Yeah, so that's once the transaction closes, just like you said, like it becomes my property. Yeah, that's yours. Do you whatever yeah. you do with it? That's good job. Like, yeah, you, so, you made it worth it. As an so it's just like any trade, right? Um. Like, even in video games, everyone assigns a certain value, right? That doesn't mean the seller has to sell you at that value. If they want, you know, just a fraction of what, is, what it is, it's still a fair trade because you both agreed. So, as an investor, I'm always going to try to pay as low as possible. So, if they're like, you know, I'll try to get a number from them like hey how much do you want for the house let's try to start somewhere and they usually always say hey what's your number and i tell them dude if it's up to me i want to buy it for zero dollars yeah so like, what's your number let's yeah let's let's meet somewhere but but anyways yeah so we account for hey let's look at that property or what's similar around it and see what it's selling for and let's say we find a similar house, but everything's updated inside. Okay, so modernized. Yeah, right. Every all all the updates are done. Like we call it, no, it's twenty twenty two now. So twenty twenty two standards. Everything's new. Everything's updated. Whatever, right? And if it's sold for X amount, then that gives us an idea. Okay, this house is similar, and if I put in the work and update everything then i can get around x amount okay so i take what it sold for and we call that the arv so after repair value okay. so once everything's repaired that's the value we put it because based on past Market sales research. yeah it sold for that much so you take that and depending on the market like depending on how hot it is you take a percentage of it. 
to account for fees and and profit and shit, right? So so is that is that off of the ARV? So is the the off client, the ARV off the, is the ARV. client putting their money in to fix it or is no 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 no. So let's say let's just go back a little bit and then. Hold on. Yeah, because you, you slightly lost me when you said uh, you're going to take some like commissioning fee, transaction fees, and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So I'm under, what I'm under the assumption is, is you already bought it, right? So your yeah. fees of transaction, there really wouldn't be any except for what you have to do with a third party because you yeah. are the, the realtor, right? You're not paying anybody to do that process for you. You're doing it yourself. Yeah, so... Let's Unless just, you want the uh, the buyer to pay you for doing all the work, then all right, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So let's say house A is what I'm trying to buy, right? And yeah. before, like, like when I go in, I'm gonna have to have like, okay, this is the absolute maximum I'm gonna offer, right? I need to have that number in mind, and I'm gonna shoot obviously shoot much lower because I'm trying to make some money, right? So. I look around the area and let's say I found a couple homes that sold for 400,000 similar homes, similar updates. Everything's updated 2022 standards, right? 400,000. So I put the ARV for house a at 400,000. Okay. Yeah. And let's say it's, you know, you know, a warm market. So we're going to take 85% of that. Which is three forty thousand. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's say, you know, in order to get it, you know, to those homes that sold four hundred, let's say, you know, we're estimating forty thousand. Yeah, forty thousand for cares. So now you're at three hundred thousand. Okay. And then, so hundred k of repairs. No, no, no. So, forty thousand in repairs. Okay. Right? So you went from four hundred k, ARV. Yes. ARV, and then you okay. take eighty five percent of that, and that gives you okay. three hundred forty thousand. So that fifteen percent is kind of like your profit that you're accounting for, and that's where you know your fees and shit are going to come out of. So you're saying out ARV is four hundred k. Yeah. The three hundred k is what you'll be putting out. The eighty percent, eighty five percent, you said, is the price to buy the house, the price to do all the transactional fees, and the price to repair. Yeah, will be so the eighty five percent, or fifteen percent, fifteen percent. I think so, fifteen was your profit. Yeah, so fifteen percent. So you're accounting for out of this fifteen percent that you allotted, or I guess you kind of. Not a lot. Of, I can't think of the word, but that you calculated, that's, you know, the fees and your profit, essentially. Yeah. So the 85% is your, essentially your upfront, what you got to pay. Yeah. To yeah, make yeah. Yeah. That 15%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, okay, cool. So you're tracking. So 60,000 of that. Is going to be your profit, and that's where the other holding costs and the other stuff's going to come out of. Okay. So it's not here profit on the fifteen percent, but that's the profit that you'll make. That so you're gonna you're upfront. You're gonna put down the eighty five percent out of that fifteen percent. That's where you take all of your you're additional just, fees. You're just accounting for okay, fifteen percent of four hundred thousand. Okay. Right, you're accounting for holding costs, you know, taxes, uh, yeah, holding costs, taxes, and then you know, insurance and shit. Okay, and then you know, the money you're going to pay a realtor to sell the house. So, wouldn't you just the way that it would make more sense in my head would be so that 85 is going to be your upfront repair property value all of that and then another 
fifteen percent, right? But out of that fifteen percent, let's say five or ten percent, I don't know how much it is, maybe seven, is gonna be where you take to use your transactional fee and everything else on, and then your profit is gonna be what you don't use for the fees. So the rest of it, that ten percent or whatever. That's just for let's this example, 85, you pay for repairs, property value. 10%, you pay for transactional fees, all that, your realtor fees and everything. And then 5% is your actual peer profit. If you wanted to do that, then you can set it aside like that too. There's no, I mean, that, this that's is just, just how, yeah, that's just how it just makes more sense in my brain because yeah, so just I get, simply I get put, the 15% is what you're making off of that. Uh, as an ARV, however, you're not making that profit. You know what I mean? Like okay, that's not so, going in your pocket. That's going to be split up. So out of what you make, you're gonna take that to pay your fees versus having to pay up front. Yeah. So all right, 85%. let me just let me just kind of finish this part, right? All so right. right now, I'm trying to figure out what is the maximum amount I want to offer the seller for the house, right? Because okay. if it sells for four hundred needs $40,000 worth of work and he wants mm -hmm. to sell it at 400, I'm not going to give him 400,000 cuz I'm going to lose money. Yeah. So I need to figure out what is the maximum amount that I want to offer him so that I can make some money at the end of the day, right? So simple calculations like in most markets that's, you know, not hot, you take 70% of the ARV minus repairs okay so 70 percent. oh so what do you mean by minus repairs so i take so going off of this example we're gonna say it's a warm market so we're gonna say 85 percent. all right okay so out of 400k yeah let me, let me pull up a calculator real quick so out of 400k right yeah you're gonna take the 85 percent from that which is 340 yeah. 340 and then okay. the cost to repair everything is 40000 And you subtract that from the 85%? Yeah. So, so from it's a, whatever's remaining. So it's so 340, 300K. 300000 right? So what you're saying is 300K is what you're willing to pay max value for the house. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right? So at 300, obviously, he's going to want to make me come up. So it's just simple negotiation stuff, right? Like, depending on how I feel, I might, I might joke around and be like, hey, 100, I'll give you 100, bucks, 100,000, right? Mm -hmm. Because who knows, maybe he only needs, you know, 50 from the fucking house. And I offer 100, so I'm about to give him double. But to double. me, 100,000, like, that's a that, big win that's for a, me. Yeah, so I'm going to, yeah, so I'm always going to shoot my shot. Because mm -hmm. the worst I can, worst case, you don't like the offer, so you say no. We negotiate. So let's say and then you that's know, that's your uh, your buffer, right? Because you have up to two hundred k that you can get up to. Yeah. So, so this, this let's say client is feeling feeling juiced when you're like, yeah. all right, you know what? What about one fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, what about two? Yeah. But you know, if he's smart and you know, I mean, for the most part, like, I'm going to give you a fair offer. Yeah, I'm going to start low, but, you know, like, I'm going to make sure, like, you're aware, like, the market's hot and, you know, like, what my intention is. Like, I'm going to make profit. Like, let's just make that clear. But anyways, let's say we agree. Let's say, like, he's adamant on 300 being the least he's going to accept. He okay. wants 350. I can't get him any lower. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to sell it. I want 300 minimum for yeah, 300 minimum, 300 minimum. Okay. So let's say I do pay him 300,000. That's still and then your, I put, uh, your margin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I pay 40,000 to repair it. So I'm out of pocket 340. Yeah. Right. So what's left that 15% that's 60,000 mm -hmm. that's what is it um what i account for for the holding costs and shit so you know let's say you know i still have to 
you know, have it insured. I still yeah. need uh what is it? I mean if I get a hard money loan, then I need to make payments. Yep. And all that comes from that sixty thousand. And also the amount that I'm gonna pay the realtor. So let's say, you know, the realtor fees six percent. Okay. So now you're down to nine percent left. Yeah. So let's say it's six percent. And then, you know, holding costs and closing costs, right? Because you have to pay closing costs when you first buy the property. And then you're going to pay closing costs when you sell the property. So let's just say, you know, it's another 3%. Okay. So 36000 of, you know, your 60000 is... And fees and shit. So your profit ends up being twenty four thousand, right? So, but let's say, you know, we agree on two hundred and fifty thousand instead of three hundred. Then I just made an additional fifty thousand plus or minus, you know. Yeah. Some other, you know, calculations because you're doing percentages. Yeah, that, that was the part where I was confused was the 15. But yeah, once you break it down, so realistically, yeah. you're getting 6% of profit, not 15. Ish. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's give, pretty give much how... In this scenario, it's 6%. Yeah. So that's kind of how we run really quick numbers. Yeah. Um. Now, if you're a wholesaler... Right. What you'll do is, you know, with this, you take 400,000 because, you know, you do the same research, 400,000, 40,000 repairs. You do the same calculations, 85% minus 40,000. And then they account for their finder's fee. Who pays for that? The buyer or the seller? Yeah. So let's say he locks it up for 295. Okay. Right, so he promises the seller two ninety five, and let's say closing is next week, right? Or let's say let's just say two weeks. Closing is in two weeks. I'll give you two hundred or two hundred ninety five thousand. Right, so he puts it under contract, and then he finds investors like myself. Hey, I have this contract. You can put forty thousand. And with, you know, your basic fees, blah, 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 you should make around X amount. I'll sell it to you for 300000 And I say, so okay, cool. 5000 Yeah, okay. so I say, okay, cool. I agree to that. So since he is just giving me the contract, so that contract that he made with the sellers, that two ninety five, as long as it says in the contract that it is assignable, that means he assigns all the rights and responsibilities to another buyer, and that buyer being me. So pretty much the dude is not doing anything besides literally finding somebody to buy the house. He's not doing yes. the paperwork to close it or anything like that. No. He's You're just, just doing... like, hey, you have a house to sell? Okay, let me see if I can find somebody that wants it. Yeah, but he's not okay. going to say that because if they're like, hey... Let me buy it off of you for 250 so I can sell it off for 270. They're gonna be like, dude, fuck you, right? So a lot of wholesalers just say, hey, what I can get for you is X amount. And then they take they go under contract and then they find an investor and maybe add five, ten, fifteen thousand. So a lot of wholesalers, like really good ones where they can really figure out what sellers need and really like meet in the middle, they'll lock shit up. Like in this example, down to like 200. And then they'll try to sell it for 300. But I mean, to just pass it off and make 50,000. I'd say, but they have a difference for them versus you, right? Because you have that 15% that you're trying to stay under. And they have that 15% that they can, that's not 15%, but like that 100K. That's their buffer. It can go down from that. What you want to yeah. do is you want to go up from that. 
as a wholesaler, you can go down. As a flipper, you want to go up. What do you mean go up? So like, let's say that 100K, right? So yeah. from the 300,000 is the 85% from 40, 400, right? Yeah. For you, you that 100K, you want to bump that number up. So you want it to be like 150, which means that you will only be buying the house for 250 instead of 300. So you want to bump your 100K up to 150. That's your profit era, right? All right. So in a perfect world, if the wholesaler locks it up at 200, mm -hmm. I want to buy it to as close to 200 as possible. Mm -hmm. Because my initial investment is going to be much lower. Now, yeah. But as a wholesaler's point of view, yeah. So I have a house that's ready to go at 200K. Yeah. Right? Because he is going to sell it. For, I'm, I'm selling it for 195. The, sorry, the client is selling it for 125. 195. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to sell that house for 200 now. So I have five, 5,000. Yeah. As my, my just finder's fee, right? Yeah. However, I've done my market value and I've seen the ARV at 300K. Yeah. Right. So if I'm talking to you, A, I have this house here. I'm trying to get 300K for it. Or like the ARV is more than 300K or whatever. Right. So in, in yeah. a way, if you buy for 300K, let's say ARV is 400K again, right? You yeah. have to put in that 40K and you can either sell it for 400. So I'm just asking you, do you want this place for three? And you're going to be like, no, I want to go lower. I, as the finder, the wholesaler, have up to 100K to go down from. Yeah. Right? Now, flip that, and you are the house flipper, or I'm the house flipper now, right? And yeah. I see this house that is, I know ARV is 400K. Mm -hmm. With the 85%, I know that I can only spend 300. Therefore, my profit margin is 100K quote unquote yeah, yeah. that 15% yeah. or 60k, 60K. whatever let's just yeah. say yeah yeah. 60K, yeah, 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 right? yeah but the house I want to buy for 300k so I have 100 I have 60k for leeway whatever I want to make it more than 60k for leeway so I want yeah. to buy that house from that person for less than that 240 yeah that will put me at 100k now yeah right oh, one, 120k yeah. so that's what I was saying was you as a flipper want to get your number higher as like you have that leeway to get it higher versus as a house wholesaler, they have a leeway to get that number lower. So they're going to lose money in that 100K. However, they're still making money in that 100K. Does that make sense? So yeah. Like, so the amount that they can. As long as I come out for? with 200K for the house, I don't care. But I'm going to start at 300K and I can work my way down. Yeah. Versus yeah. You, if someone's willing to you offer work your you way up 400,000 upright, if they're like, you know what? I really like this house. I'll give you $400,000. Congratulations, yeah. bro. You just made over 100 grand. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm tracking. as an investor, it's kind of like, okay, cool. Do I really want to pay 300 or do I feel more comfortable with, you know, 250? Okay, I, I explained it wrong. Let me let me do that again. So that's sixty k, right? Yeah. You want to make that sixty k higher of a number, not lower. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want you don't want to creep in and be like, hey, three forty is going to be the final price for the house. Then you still got to put your forty on top of that, and then you got to do all your other stuff on that, right? Yeah. You don't want that sixty k to go any lower. That is your bare minimum. Is you have to have that fifteen percent. Yeah. For the wholesaler. Their bare minimum is not that 100K. That 100K is their play. They can do whatever they want in that 100K, and they're still going to come out on top. Versus you, you have to buy this house at uh, 300K, or else post, you're not really yeah. going to make any profit. Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's, a really, if it's a tough market where not a lot of homes come up, then sometimes... You have to offer 305 or 310. Okay. And as a I mean, yeah, as a wholesaler, like dude, like the more 
people want to pay you, hey man, like, money you get make. your get your money, bro. Yeah, makes sense. And sure yeah, you. so wholesaling is pretty much the best way someone can build capital with little money out of pocket up front. Because realistically, you, at the end of the day, they're not putting any money out. Right? Yeah, you're just using time, right? So if you have the time, go out, knock on some doors, find some sellers, and then link in with an investor, collect your five or 10,000, 15,000, depending on how low you got them. Mm -hmm. Get your money, bro. And then once you can consistently do that, then you can hire you know, virtual assistants to start making calls for you in neighborhoods. And so as a wholesaler, because you're not doing anything in the real estate marketing or a real estate um, career field, you can just, anybody can just do that, right? Yeah. Because all, all you're doing is you're just looking for somebody and being like, hey, man, you want to buy this house? And then from there, then you have to get a realtor involved, which essentially I'm assuming you, the person that will want to buy the house, is going to have a realtor or they're just going to do a private sell without a realtor. That depends on the seller. So yeah. if you can, so but, let's say as a wholesaler, I found, I found the fish that got on the hook. I already did my job. That's whatever they do. That's beyond them. That's not on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Cause sometimes it's just, wholesalers... it's the dedication of time. Like you said, going out, doing those cold calls and trying to make your contacts. Is what you're doing as a wholesaler. That's the biggest part. Yeah, you're just connecting people because, you know, a lot of fix and flippers, they don't have time to go talk to sellers because they're busy, you know, flipping like managing yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah, flipping shit. So they use wholesalers. Okay. So they make connections with wholesalers and say, hey, man, I'm looking for, you know, properties that are at least you know three bed two bath at least a thousand square foot um 1950 or newer and you're just uh, like hey let me uh let me call up my guy yeah Joe, and then here and see yeah. what he can find yeah so i just tell all the wholesalers in the area hey this is what i'm looking for and then those guys whenever they lock stuff up if it fits the buy box they say hey i got this property what do you think um there are times where ARV is 400, repair you need 40, but they lock it up at 350. There's no spread for us. And it's kind of like, mm -hmm. sorry, bro, like we're not going to make any money on this. Like if. Yeah. And, you know, if. And I tell them, hey, the number that works for me is going to be like 290. If you can get it, Nate. if you can sell it to me for 290, I'll sign it right now. So now. What they can do is go to the, the seller and say, hey, man, you know, we can make 285 work or we can make 280 work, 270, 260, and, and whatever. That's, uh, that's where essentially the wholesaler would go back to the seller and be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Will you be willing to sell it for 290? I, I, we can do that like today kind of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So if I say 290, they're going to wake, they're going to want to make some money in the middle. So they're going to say 285 or 280. And some people might be like, yeah, bro, that's fucked. But if the seller says, yeah, dude, that's it's fair game. I mean, everybody's getting their money at that point. Can the seller yeah. make more? Yeah, obviously they can. However, you still need to get some kind of money for your efforts. Yeah. So anyone can wholesale. And it's one of the, the best ways to, you know, connect with investors and build capital. Makes sense. I think it's just getting your name out there to investors to be able to do that is the uh, the hardest part. Well, they have well now that you have Facebook groups and shit, like you can do all your shit there. Look for investors. Um, I mean, ideally meetups. Ideally, you'd be able to get not a contract or anything, but you become investors, multiple investors, proprietary source 
and they go straight to you. Right. Yeah. And they'll be yeah. like, Hey Joe, I want a house that I can flip. Here's my budget. I want to do like 300 K or whatever. And they go directly to you and not to like a market base. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, cool, for the most it, part, it it's good to start off the marketplace and that's how you make your, uh, your rep and everything so that if you're the first one, if you're the one that gives them the best deal consistently over two, three houses, yeah, I'm sure they'll be like, you know, why am I even bothering on here? This guy knows his shit. This guy's going to get me the best deal anyways. I'll just, I'll just hit him up directly. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what wholesalers like end game, I guess, right? For. Yeah. So they put a name out there. Everyone knows him. Everyone's on their mailing list. And then you just kind of blast your properties. Full show, full show. What you, uh, what you want to do for this year, baby? Let's get this, this rolling. Year? Shit. Uh, I'll do a book a month. I think that's doable. I already got one for this month. I started a second one, but... Book a month? A book a month. Uh, a flip and a rental, for sure. One house flip and one rental? Yep. Are you trying to stay local for your rental? For now, or for you the don't first care. first couple, I'm gonna keep it local, just because okay. I'm here. And then once I, you know, make connections, get some more experience doing it, I might venture out to other states. Because I want to do, I want to have a couple Airbnbs all over the place. Yeah, I mean that's that's my end game goal too. Is like either Airbnb or just straight up rentals. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even care honestly if you do like the low income rentals. Because you know the government's going to pay for it. Yeah, the property might get a little trashed more than a regular rental. but Yeah, I mean, I mean it just depends on what your initial investment is and what your return yeah. is. If you're, if you're happy with the numbers, you're happy with the numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. that's, that's about it for me. Uh, book a month, house flip and property. All right. All right. I mean, there's some pretty sure I can think of some other shit, so I'll just add them. It's like, oh, but as for business development, that's that's what I'm going for. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna continue just keeping my standard streaming a minimum of three days. There you go. Um, posting posting daily TikToks because that's still a really good way for exposure. Yep. Let's say I'll start it off again with just posting daily because I need to get back to the grind of it. I stopped a little bit. I I want to get into the YouTube and actually start making videos and stuff again like that. Well, we'll put back in there. We'll do the same one as last year. Just put one every other week. It's a little... uh. A little thing, challenge myself, give me something to do. Here you go. Even though I really don't have that much time to do. Yeah, we'll check on that in uh in June again, see where we're all at and everything. Yeah, for sure. My looks like uh same as same as last year, give or take a couple things. Yeah. So are you gonna What's your game plan here with the house living like realty prop or rental property? Are you gonna actually go balls to the walls on there? Is that something you just gonna be uh something you keep on your side again? No, so I wanna get one going just so I it's like riding riding a bike, I guess. Like for the first time. You can't just watch someone ride a bike and then be like, oh, I can do it too. Like you have to have, you have to ride it just so you can kind of get a feel for it. So the second time it gets easier. So eventually I want like a flipping business where I have, you know, people that work for me, they get properties and, you know, eventually it's kind of like autopilot. Like I point people 
in place to make sure everything's running and then i can be completely hands-free that's like the ultimate goal yeah and then yeah flipping business and then you know a rental business and kind of just kind of stack those but anyways i need capital up front you know to start doing flips Mm -hmm. so once i get one going and continue making you know monthly income doing what i do i can start stacking okay i can do one then i can start doing two three four and then build up it might take years um depending on you know who's willing to to give me money but you know depending on what kind of connections i make or you know how hard i decide to work i can do multiple flips yeah because even doing that uh, initial startup house yeah so let's say let's say you do five flips a year right and Mm -hmm. you end up banking after fees and stuff twenty thousand. okay right then you've made a hundred thousand for that year and you've only flipped five so what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to scale that where you know i have essentially i'll have more overhead so for me it's going to be like a volume game okay versus you know like the more mom and pop type flippers where you know the only thing they pay for is some marketing you know contractors just basic stuff versus you know what i want to do is i have assistance you know i have you know, office, build your own like yeah office yeah, space. space i have yeah. you know you know managers and employees and you know receptionists and other people that are going to pay so obviously with that i have to pretty much a whole doing, yeah more rental re- rental wholesale firm essentially yeah but i mean once you do once you are able to get that off the ground and have your own company corporation firm whatever it's called yeah you're gonna have more a widespread a wider spread because you got people doing all the calls you got six people let's say calling not just one now that's six times the efficiency stuff i mean yeah, once you get yeah, there i feel exactly. like it would kind of be self self uh sustaining there and yeah i mean we'll grow bigger much, and bigger pretty much what i want to do and then you know invest in real estate where it pays me every month yeah so if i decide you know that i don't want to work anymore i have money coming in every month which is the rental properties yeah that passive income and then yeah then i mean other than that it's kind of like fuck you money kind of do whatever i want yeah That's end game goals to not do anything and make money, right? Yeah, exactly. I just want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about work. Yeah, you know, just work because you're bored, not work because you need to. Yeah. Yeah, if I just sit home all day, I'll probably, I'll probably go crazy. So I'll probably still work just to keep myself busy and with kids. Once we start having kids, I don't want them growing up, watching me not work and be like, you know, I just want to be just like my dad and stay home all don't day. Don't do anything work. and just make yeah. money. But, is that your dog or is that mine? That's mine. Okay. Yeah, he's got a toy on my uh my ankle oh. right now trying to make me play with it and I was tugging on him. Yeah. But yeah, man. Like yeah for sure for sure no we'll check in uh in five months here's time june see where we're at again but uh sure it's already like the end of january that's crazy i know it's it's just fucking flu dude yeah i mean kind of like last year last year pretty felt like it flew too i mean now that i think of it because i remember thinking oh man it's it's only june yeah and then, now and then you're, you're like dude it's almost february yeah and a whole ass new year 
Yeah, man. But yeah, man, I just want to get to a point where I can go anywhere. Like, yeah. oh, I, I want to go see Dell for like a weekend. I can just go. Yep. Right on over there. Yeah. Someone's overseas and be like, I'm going to go visit you for the weekend. I can just go. Take just take your private jet over? Yeah. All right. Let's fucking close this out for this one. Yeah, for sure. Little, for sure. little chill one just to get back at it. Yeah. We need to get our, our glizzy. You get the, so, uh, the man the back. Yeah. For sure. All right, everybody, we're back. Season two. Let's get it. Let's get this going. Let's freaking rock and roll, baby. Season two. We're here. We never thought we'd make it, but we're here. Still kicking, man. Still kicking. Deuces. Later. <laughs>